Hey guys, thanks for joining us again, or for the first time. Today on episode 451 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we were joined by Jesus and Kimberly Vasquez, the owners of Papito Mo's. We discussed the meaning behind their name, their menu options, obstacles they faced along the way, and tips on how to support local. They also shared with us some of their favorite small restaurants in Utah, and we got to learn about a Caribbean night they're hosting on the 17th of October. So listen for that. Hey, before we get into that conversation, I want to introduce ourselves. My name's Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you're curious what it's all about, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Chrissy and I, we're talking to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, food truck owners, distilleries. I think you guys get the idea. Anyone that might have a cool story to share. All right, it is time. There is just a few days left to get your votes in for your best of Utah uh, nominees, I guess, is what uh, that would be. I want you to go to IamSaltLake.com slash Best of Utah 2020. This is going to forward you over to the City Weekly Best of site where you can cast your votes. Only one vote per person. However, you have to vote for 10 categories. That should be pretty easy because we have a lot of awesome stuff here. Like one of the categories is best local podcast. I can think of one local podcast. You're (laughs) listening to it right now. Just type in I am Salt Lake. Hint. And if you choose not to vote for a category, just leave it blank. But you have to vote for 10 categories. There's 100 categories. I mean, we got great sponsors. Great sponsors of the podcast. Nominate some of them. It's uh, IamSaltLake.com slash Best of Utah 2020. You have to get your votes in by the 30th. Like I said, please help I Am Salt Lake Podcast earn their fourth Best of Utah star. This is exciting. Fourth year, right? That could happen. It is. It's really fun. It's cool. But let's show the rest of the state who the best local podcast is. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And uh, we know that you love supporting local just like we do when we can. So lucky for you, we have a list of awesome local businesses at supportsaltlake.com. These guys are local businesses who are supporters of our show. They believe in us and we believe in them. And we really have some great supporters, including Hugo Coffee Roasters, Elevation Chiropractic, Woodland Advisors, and more. The entire list of supporters is at supportsaltlake.com. You ready? I'm ready. Here's that conversation with Kimberly and Jesus Vasquez, the owners of Papita Mo's. This was a fun conversation. I learned a lot in this one. Hey, thanks for listening, you guys. Enjoy the conversation. Here we go. We can get started chatting. I want to find out your guys' story and, and find out how is it's Papita Mose. Is that the correct pronunciation? You said it right. Yeah. Papita yes. Mose. Well, okay. yeah, it, it, it is. He said it Papita Mose. Did he? he? Right? Did, yeah. he pap- did you say Papito or Papito? I, well, I I don't know. I think I might have said Papito, <laughs> not or I don't know. I don't that's know. That's a that's a big question. We got a lot of people that just pronounce the P like like it's pepper, like yeah, um, it's like Papito, but it's really like it's you just pa, gotta like just say pa, like yes, yeah, Papito, Papito, yeah. yeah. Just the 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 got more energy to, to it. it. Yeah, just do a salsa while you're doing it. You know, <laughs> get in the groove. Now, now I'm assuming you were neither one of you were born and raised here in uh, Utah, right? Where Where are you from? Where are you guys from? We're from the East Coast, so uh, yeah, we moved here about seven years ago from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, no kidding. Right on. Yes, yes. I was I born was... and raised in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. 
Okay, so you know where Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania is. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 Scranton. Yeah, I lived that. I lived there for about five or six years, uh, okay. in, in, about 20 years ago. In my early 20s, I just had some friends that moved out there. And so I lived there, spent some time driving around Allentown and whatnot. Not, you know, I don't have any, I can't remember anything, but right, you know, right. just, just, just the, the turnpike and the scenery, you know, and stuff yeah. like that, but. And I lived in Elizabethtown for a half a year in first grade, so (laughs) I'm in the club too, guys. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, and I was born in New York. Yeah. um, New York City. Okay. Oh, wow. So Manhattan. People think New York and they think like Brooklyn or Bronx, especially like with our culture and being Puerto Rican, it's, you know, um, but yeah, Lower East Side, Manhattan. So did you grow up in Manhattan? Uh, My earlier childhood I did. I grew up in New York uh, in the city and uh, lived in the projects. Yeah, for the first, I want to say, 10 years of my life. And then my parents moved down to Miami because my uncle had his own business down there. And then the, my the hurricanes were terrible. We actually lost our home in Hurricane Andrew. And one year, the another, it was like hurricane season again. And my mom was like, oh, heck no, we're done with this. And then we moved up to Pennsylvania, where I had another family member that had moved from New York there. And so that's where I met this guy. Well, yeah. she, her, her and my sister became best friends. And then we, we ended up, you know, hooking up later on in life. So what brought you guys to Utah then? From, from the East Coast. Work. My job. Yeah. I worked for corporate um, for many years. And they. I worked actually for F.L. Schmidt. I don't know if you know who they are. They're over in uh, Midvale. They have one of their locations. But they, uh, they do mining equipment. And they were restructuring the organization. And they said, hey, do you guys want to move out here? And I was like, what's in Utah? You know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and they were offering exploratory visits and we came, we actually, this is kind of bad, um, but they were like, it was a free trip. So we chose Valentine's weekend, right? You know, where it's like a free trip, <laughs> Valentine's weekend, let's go to Park City, let's go see Salt Lake. And and we came and it was, we fell in love with it. So yeah. Man, don't that's the go best back. way to do it. No that's- family here. It's just the two of you here, right? You didn't have like just family. Just two of us and our children. We, we have a lot of children. How many kids do you have? Yeah, we well together we have six combined. So we um, we became a blended family early. We've been together almost twenty years now. Yeah. So um, I had uh, three uh, children in my previous relationship, and um, she had one. So we, when we got together, the the kids were very small, and we just blended and became a family together. And now then we have a bonus. Then we had a bonus child. Yeah, then we had a bonus child, and she kind of blended the family together. No, we had Brian. Oh yeah, Brian too. Brian is yeah. the bonus child. He's my and oldest. And then we had yeah. the little one that was like, "Whoa, what happened here?" I thought we were <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a long it's 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 a, a long story. But we got six kids, and most of yeah. them are grown. They're they're adulting, right? Whatever yeah. that means. And um and then we have our twelve year old daughter. Now, do any of your kids work for uh, in Papita Mo's? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's we so have, cool. Uh, my my son's actually out running the food truck right now for dinner um, in Harriman. So, um, and then my daughter works. She works uh, as a server, and she she does a little bit of everything. Yeah, they kind of do everything. Yeah, whatever we That's need. And so then we rad. have our nephew here also, yeah, and my, he works with us. My nephew is my one of my head cooks um, at the restaurant. So. 
he he came over here from Pennsylvania to, to give me a hand. So he's been with us for about two years. And we were able to expand in these two years, you know, and get the restaurant. I realized, so years ago, there used to be a Moe's Diner in your location. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how you got the name Pepita Moe's? Is that, does that have anything to do with Moe's <laughs> Diner there? No, no? It, it was a coincidence. You know, it was, you know, at, at the at the time when 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 we uh, purchased the, the business off of Moe, we were um, going through changes of kitchens. Um I don't know if you know, but when you have a mobile food unit, you need a commissary kitchen. And so um, we were just we were going through a few kitchens and we just weren't happy. And, you know, the that the opportunity came up and I was just kind of looking for a commissary and and I seen a restaurant for sale. Um, You know, so it kind of kind of came in and I was just like, you know, we, we, we really didn't want a restaurant. You know, we were we were, you know. We were kind of comfortable growing the way we were we were going, and um, we just did it. We just were just like, you know what? Let's you know let's let's. I made a call to to Mo, and it just happened to be that that his 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 diner was Mo, and my company is called Papito Mo's, but that's a family name. So that's that's a Papito is a, a cousin of mine that passed away, and Mo is my uncle Moses. Um, that also passed away um, to gun violence. So that's my way of keeping their name alive. And but it was it was just a coincidence, you know. I seen it as a little a little sign, you know. It was kind of like, yeah, Mo, Mo, okay, let's. So, but yeah, it just it just happened to be that way, and yeah. Because I was curious, so it, what came first, the food truck or the restaurant? So the food truck came. How how long before the restaurant did the food truck come around? Like when did you start that? Um, four years. So uh, back in 2015, we launched the uh, the the food trailer. Um, it was um, the one that I have now is my second one. So the the first one lasted the first year. Um, you know they say. You know, the the first year in business, it'll make or break you. Um, it broke us. It, it broke me. It <laughs> broke me the first year. So, yeah. you know, I, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I came into this with no experience. I never worked in the food industry before. Um, I was a truck driver, actually, when I left um, Allentown. So, you know, it, it was, it was quite a different occupation for me. And, you know, I just, I, I kind of rolled with it, but it ended up being a little too much for me to swallow. Um, the first year. So I, I kind of gave up like mentally, physically, emotionally, like um, I just wanted out and we were able to get out of our lease that we were at. Um, I had a little uh, takeout location down in Sandy back in 2015 too. Yeah. So um, it was, I was trying to do too much. I was trying to do the food truck, the takeout location. I had no help. My children didn't want to help me, you know? So I, I mean, had to work. Yeah. She was working a full-time job, you know, to pay the bills at home and um, it was it was a roller coaster ride. So um, the first year, I sold everything. I sold everything, and got out of it. How does a takeout location work? I'm like, so it wasn't a physical location, or was it? Yeah, yeah, it was actually a bakery. It was an old, old bakery that was located in Sandy in Union Square. So um, what I did was um, the, the commissary thing again. I saw the bakery for, and I was like, wow, I could use this for my commissary for the food truck. So, so that's what I uh, intentionally got the uh, the place for. And then when I got it, it was it started getting uh, winter time and it was cold, and I got impatient. I wasn't selling anything, so I was like, "Hey, maybe we could do a little takeout location from here." So, um, you know, I just we got a counter together and we started selling food mm-hmm. from there. 
So it was the no Wait. sit down, just pick up. Kind of like a. So kind of like today, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knew? I mean. <laughs> Way to like, way to pivot with what your needs were, you know? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. So let, let's talk about your current menu for listeners, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that have never been to your place before. They've never eaten your food. They're not familiar with what you have. Let's talk about your menu. Tell me what's on your menu. Um, so our menu consists of um, obviously a lot of Puerto Rican traditional dishes. Like we don't have, we don't have much fusion, although that is something that we're, we're going to probably start doing soon just to kind of spice it up a little bit. But, um, so rice. So in Puerto Rico, we have a, it's a, it's called arroz con candules. It's a yellow rice with small beans inside. It has, it's, it's made with like fresh herbs. So, um, so that's different. So we have rice and then we have our meats that go with it. So we have what we call grub bowls and then we have, it comes with the rice. It comes with a side of plantain, sweet or savory. A lot of people here, I think, are used to plantains um, because a lot of the different cultures use them. We actually do something called tostones, which are twice fried plantains. They're almost like a potato chip, very crisp and salty. I'm a, I'm a, person that loves salty food. So I kind of tend to go towards the tostones. Um, so we have these rice bowls that come with choice of protein um, with the plantain. Uh, and so you can get that with our, our pork, um, which we call pernil. It's a marinated slow pork, not sweet like you would get um, at other uh, Latino establishments. It's uh, more of a savory all fresh ingredients in that. And we marinated for what, 48 hours you guys marinated Try for? Try to at least, yeah. 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours. And then we slow cook it and then we hand pull it. So we get all of the good pieces of the meat. And it's so, it's really, really good. Um, we yeah. do chicken, um, which we call boricua chicken. And it's basically chicken breast that we stew and then we throw it on the grill with some sauteed onions so it stays really moist and and tasty and flavorful because you have all the juices from the stew that have been it's been sitting in as it's cooked really slowly and um, we have something called camarones arjillo that's also on the menu which is a garlic shrimp I, you can compare it maybe to a scampi but it, it's not a scampi Less Italian. And the other big thing is mofongo. I know it sounds weird, have right? You ever, have you ever guys have ever, ever heard of mofongo? The name doesn't sound familiar. I don't no. know. I okay. might have eaten it at some point, but yeah, that's what really separates us from from from, from a lot of the here. Latin, um, the other Latin cuisines around here. Um, mofongo is a is a traditional Puerto Rican dish, but they also make it in different cultures a different way. But us in Puerto Rico, we Take a it's it's a mashed garlic plantain. It's a mashed so, green plantain. Yeah, the that green. That we put a garlic sauce in, and then we stuff it so you can have it alone. Um, and then we stuff it with chicken, pork, vegetables, so it can be vegan friendly. Um, or you can enjoy it the really really traditional way, which has pork rinds mashed into it, and it's a really good savory dish. And you put a broth on top of it that just adds to the flavor. And so it's it's just a lot of good things that um, empanadillas. Empanadas. We got some some beef and cheese. There's a lot. They're very top sellers. So yeah, you guys are making me so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so good. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just different flavors than than a lot of people are used to here. You know, they think of Puerto Rican food, they'll 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 compare it to Mexican cuisine or. But it's so it's yeah, so it's, it's a lot different. different. The the flavors are different. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a lot more Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so one thing that a lot of people don't realize about Puerto Rico is that it is one of the islands and a lot of the Caribbean islands are like this, but there is such a mesh of culture. Right. So you have the culture from the native influence um, that's still still very much a part of the, the island. Then you have African influence from when um, the Portuguese brought in the African slaves. So that's actually why Mofongo sounds so weird because it's, it's, it's something that, and I forget what the, the African name for it was, yeah. but they actually brought that over because what they used to do is mash. They would mash something. They I don't boiled think it, was, it. I think they boiled it first and mash it. So. They boiled and mashed it, but that's what, what that comes from. And then there's, of course, the European um, side of things. So Influence, there's just yeah. there's just all uh-huh. these beautiful influences that that make the food so unique and and so different than what you would find in a Mexican uh, restaurant or even a Venezuelan restaurant or something or Peruvian. It's just a very different flavor profile than what people would think it should be or what it should taste like. And and it's a it's a good surprise actually when you first eat it and you're like, wow. This is different. Wow, this has so much flavor. You know, it's so that's kind of what we love. We love to kind of see people kind of take that first bite. It's so bad. We watch people sometimes <laughs> when we know they've never had it. And then we just kind of like see them nod and then just keep eating. We're like, yes, they enjoyed it, you know. Um, but it's different. And so for yeah. that, we're grateful that we can provide. Yeah. It's it's been a ride. It's it's yeah. it's been a ride to actually just get people to actually try, try Puerto Rican food, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I mean, even to this day, we still struggle with it. You know, people, you know, I, I get 40,000 people that that pass my restaurant on a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't caption, uh, capture, capture you know, not even a small percentage of that. So, um, you know, I still I think people still are just, you know, they they, they still want to stay what they're familiar with. You know, um, they, they know what they like, you know, and they're just like, OK, I, I might want to try it one day, you know, so. Yeah. You know, but we do get a lot of people that are starting to come in and there's and there are people like we ask them, how'd you hear about us? And they're like, oh, I just I drove by one day and I, I said I wanted to yeah. come stop by and try it. So um, little by little. Hey, Chris. Hello. <laughs> You're looking pretty good today. You're hey. looking pretty sharp. You know why? Well, I think I know why. Why is that? I think you got to go visit the Salt Lake Barbershop Company. Yeah, finally. And they make you look good. I finally got in there and got my mop chopped off a little (laughs) bit. I was starting to look like a hippie. (laughs) I actually didn't know the true color of your hair until we were kind of confined a little bit more here and it had to grow out for a while. And it was was just fascinating to see the, the difference. But man... They cleaned you up so good. Yeah, well, typically I go in more often than I did. I've just been throwing on a hat a lot lately, but it was so nice to get cleaned up. The Salt Lake Barber Company, they're located at 10 East 800 South, right on the corner of 8th and Main. The Salt Lake Barber Company, they offer haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. They are a true community barbershop. They focus on providing the best work environment possible, allowing their barbers to provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. And let me tell you what, Isaac in there, he pampers me. And every time I go in there, I'm like, I got to start coming in here more often. 
Like, I would love to go in there every day just because well, I, I love that hot I want to go in there just to visit those guys because they're awesome. But, <laughs> you know, I don't really have a great excuse. <laughs> hey, saltlakebarberco.com is their website. This is where you can go get a guaranteed appointment. This is what I do to get a guaranteed appointment. That way I know exactly what day, what time I'm going in there. They do take walk-ins, but typically they're booked up. So don't plan on a walk-in. Just plan on going to saltlakebarberco.com, booking your haircut, booking your beard trim. If you're crazy enough to get a straight razor shave, you can book that as well. Uh, so, I actually enjoy a straight razor shave as a woman. Yeah, so yeah that's right. You try got, it out. You got one yeah. of those. Hey, and uh, many thanks to the Salt Lake Barber Company for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now, where are you guys located? I know I mentioned in the beginning Moe's Diner, but a lot of listeners, again, probably don't even know what I'm talking about. So what's the address of where you guys are at? So we're right on the corner of 1300 South and 300 West. Um, it's a really busy corner. Walmart is on that corner. Um, you got Lowe's, Burger King. Um, so it, it's a very busy corner of the highway. There's um, highway access right there. So We're right next to uh, Nightmare on 13th. Yeah, right right next door to, to the Nightmare on 13th. Is, is that place open yet? It Not is. Yet. It, it, it opened. Uh, yeah, Saturday it opened. Yeah. Or Friday. I bet you that brings you guys some yeah, traffic yeah, over there. Yeah. Yeah. After some, everybody just <laughs> that like scares the crap out of themselves, they have to go walk over and get some food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, you can just come eat and then maybe get the crap scared out of you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some employees will have a really fun night full of vomit. You know? Either way, it's winning. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What are your hours there for people listening? So so right now with, with the whole COVID thing, we're only open for dinner now. Uh, I, I take advantage of the food truck and, and open the food truck up for, for lunches at um, right in front of the restaurant just because of cost for us. Um, it's, it's cheaper for us to run a um, uh, run the food truck instead of getting staff to run the whole restaurant. So and and the lunches are just not the same downtown anymore. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. really coming out for lunch. I mean, if they do, they're, you know, stopping at Burger King or Taco Bell, grabbing something real quick. That's why I, I'm kind of just I'm, I'm keeping the food truck going out front. You know, just to see. Now, to see. And, and, and when I see the food truck picking up and getting really, really busy, then that'll be a sign of maybe yeah, it's time to open up the restaurant for lunch again. So it's 11 to two for the food truck. For the food truck for lunch. Tuesday and then, through Saturdays. And then for dinner, we're open at five. Five um, to nine, Tuesday through Thursday. And then five to 10 Saturday and uh, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Okay. Do you guys, uh, are you available on delivery apps if people want to try your food, but, but yeah, can't we get work out? With, we work right now with Chef Pansy. Um, we, we tried Grubhub, we've tried the DoorDashes and, and all those major companies. And to be honest, I mean, it's, it's really nice that they provide additional service to, um, to the restaurants, but their margins are so big. I mean, it's, they're, they're, they, they take so much from us small businesses that it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. And so we, we now work with, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're local, uh, delivery company called Chef Pansy and they work with um, like a Local chef Pansy, like a chimpanzee, but with chef in front of it. It's kind of cool, but they work <laughs> with local businesses and they don't, they don't kill us, you know, with their, with their with fees. Their fees yeah, and they're very reasonable, very reasonable, yeah. you know, where it's almost like, okay, do I want to hire a delivery person or 
I can just have them do it because they're so reasonably priced. So, and they support local businesses, which is really, really important to us. You know, we try and support local whenever we can yes, and, yes. you know, and they're doing that already. So that's really nice. So look at, I'll have to look into that app. Yeah. I'm really curious about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. They that's got, cool. they got, they got a lot of um, local, uh, really good local food on there. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things that I like, I love about them is that they started with the uh, food trucks. Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of were based on working with food truck chefs and and then it got you know then they started working with um, restaurants and stuff like that. But they yeah check them out. They got a lot of uh, great restaurants and, and and trucks on their yeah. on their app. Oh, we need to promote them more so we can help local restaurants be able to yeah. get delivery. Like yeah, I mean it's it's yep. really cool what they're doing and um, yeah their boundaries aren't as big as you know some of the bigger companies. Um, but mm-hmm. you know it is what it is. They'll get there. Yeah. You know, they've been there two years now active, so it's yeah. they're still growing. All right. I wanted to pop in here really quickly and tell you about a podcast class that I'm starting the end of October. This is a class if you've wanted to ever start a podcast and you don't know where to begin. It is starting the end of October. I'm doing it online. It's hosted in part of the University of Utah Lifelong Learning Series. However, you don't have to be a student at the U. So you anybody you can, can just go. And here's the thing, too, if I may interrupt, yeah. is that... Chris, you have been doing podcasting since forever. 2012. You, you, yeah, you are one of the original people. And so you've watched the progress of podcasting and you have seen the mistakes and, you, and you've stumbled and learned. And so honestly, I would say anyone who gets a chance to learn from you is really lucky because you have more experience than the average podcaster. I've created this course to show the beginner podcaster everything they're going to need to know to record, to edit, to publish, to do a podcast. Because like when I started this, I had no idea what I was doing. This is going to give you, I mean, you're going to know, you're going to end the class launching a podcast. That's my goal. I did a podcast on my own before I met you for like a year. And I had no idea that I didn't know how to edit until you, I met you and you taught me. So there's always more you can learn, even if you've been doing it for a while, too. Type in IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class. This is going to forward you over to the University of Utah Lifelong Learning Series page. This is where you can register for the class. It does start the end of October. It does go for four weeks. And I want to see you guys in there. I want to see my I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners in this class. How awesome would that be? I That'd think it's going to be, gonna be so a blast. Cool. I mean, I'm going to show you how to uh, how to get a quality podcast, how to record, how to edit, how to find sponsors, how to publish your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, and all the other audio outlets. Now you don't have to piece all that information, you guys. You can sign up for my class, IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class. I want to see you in it. Let's get back to the show. Now, tell me about this Caribbean night you guys are doing at your restaurant on, on October 17th. I saw it on your Instagram. I don't yeah. know if you want to talk yes. about this at all and promote we're it. We're so excited. Yeah, we are Can excited. Can I talk about this one? Yeah. Is that, that okay? I'm fine. super pumped. Yeah. So um, we've been talking about this actually with the founders of Chef Pansy, um, Indu and Caleb, for a while. They were like, we should just host a Caribbean because um, all the Caribbean food vendors are primarily food trucks, right? A lot of people in the... I don't know if it's true all the time, but a lot of what I'm finding is restaurants start as a food truck is what this seems to be happening. And so a lot of the Caribbean um, 
chefs have food trucks. And so we were talking about just doing a Caribbean food truck night in our parking lot of the restaurant. And so I was just like, well, you know, I don't know how that would work out. You know, there's a lot of logistical things that we have to figure out. But we're really good friends with Chef Donovan. Um, We actually shared a commercial kitchen with him. And Chef Donovan is from Jamaica's Kitchen Food Truck. And um, we're really good friends with him and his wife. And uh, yeah, I think you guys need to um, interview them, too. They're they're awesome. They have such a cool story as well. Yeah. yeah. I was literally just writing that down when you said it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. He um, anyway, they his food is amazing. His jerk chicken is amazing. I love his shrimp curry. And I just thought, wouldn't it be so fun if we just got together and just had a fusion night and just. Blend our foods. Blend our foods. You know, the take, best of take a little bit of my and, rice and put it a little bit with his meat. And, you know. I want to go to there. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got our mofongos. And I was, I was, I, um, I want to do a, kind of like a jerk mofongo, you know, because we don't do that in Puerto Rico. We don't, we don't usually use the jerk sauce, but that, I think that'll be a great fusion yeah. for people that like spice. So yeah, there's there's it's gonna be a good night. We 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 actually scheduled a dinner with them to actually sit down and go over the menu that we're gonna finish do planning and, and finish planning it out and and figure out know. how we're gonna do it. It's gonna be interesting. We yeah. don't we have no idea how this is gonna look. Yeah. Um. You know, and we're we're trying to think about like, well, what do we do? Um. You know, do we want to use this as a fundraising opportunity for a local charity? which I think that's probably the direction that we're going to go um, because we're big on giving back to our community. Yeah. And so, um, and so is uh, Donovan. And so we're just, we're just still in the brainstorming. It's probably going to be thrown together very quickly. Um, but yeah, so we're thinking we're probably going to take reservations just to kind of control the flow of traffic. Cause I have a feeling it's, it's going to be a little bit crazy and fun. It might be, it might not. We don't know. We're just winging it. it you know, I think it's going to be really fun. We're just going along with it. Yeah. And we're going to have a there that night too. So yeah. um, one of our customers, he is Cubano. So he's Cuban and he always comes to our restaurant and I just told him about, he's like, let me DJ. And so he does DJing the old school way, right? With the vinyl. And, and so he's talking about bringing all these things out. And so it's, I think it's just going to be really, really fun. Um, just a good time yeah. to get together. Create service might be a little crazy, yeah. but uh, we'll figure it yeah. out. And this is the first one. We also want to work with uh, with uh, some some other Caribbean one. chefs that are local. Uh, there's a Haitian uh, Caribbean chef. There's Cuban uh, chefs that are in town. So, you know, we'll, we'll get the fusion going. I think I think people like fusion. Yeah. You know what I love though? I love that you're doing these fusion nights, but you're not going fusion American. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool that you're kind of you know fusion Caribbean. Yeah, like, that's such a that's such a new thing that I don't think there's a lot of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, we want to do something different. We want to do something different, and I I do I do want to incorporate some American fusion into my menu eventually. Um, you know, just as specials. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, man, you could go anywhere and get a burger. Um, when they come and ask me for a coke in my restaurant, you know, I'm just like, oh, we got island drinks, you know. We do have Pepsi from Well, that. at the restaurant, but, yeah, yeah. But on the food truck, I only sell island drinks. Yeah. So I don't sell no Coke or Pepsi products. Good. So the last seven months or so, six, seven months with COVID, the whole pandemic, the whole restaurant thing closing down, locking down. You guys had to shut down for a while and then reopen. And then you said business is slow. And what can we do as listeners to support more? Like what, I mean, besides just, I guess just eating lunch and dinner at these places or, I mean, how can our listeners support you? 
I, you know, we thought about this just a lot, just in general with, you know, even our own customers, because we get this question a lot. And I think it's just a matter of just word of mouth, you know, mm. just, just something as little as, you know, yeah, come and eat, but invite a friend to come eat, you know, with you that's never had our food before, you know, bring a friend because what we often find, and I, and I think this is true of all of the local restaurants right now, you know, um, is they'll bring that friend and then I'll see their friend the next time. And then they'll bring somebody else, you know? And, and so it's really nice to kind of see this small little, you know, the fires burn very, very slowly, but you know, it's just, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Just tell people about your favorite local restaurant. Um, and then when you do come in, um, take care of your servers. You know, there's always this, uh, what is that called? It, it, there's always this controversy where, where like, um, well, the restaurant owners should pay their servers higher wages and, and things like that, which I totally agree that it would be nice. But in reality, restaurants work in small margins. Local businesses, local restaurants that are family owned and operator operated work with even smaller margins. And so, um, you know, take care of your servers as much as possible. I know a lot of us business owners try and do as best as we can to help provide for them as well. Um, but tell support, people about yep. it. Support. Uh, support your local businesses. I know when when this whole COVID thing happened, um, you know, we were, you know, we were good because the after the first two months of COVID, we were good because everybody was supporting their local businesses, you know, great. you know, everybody. And then after that third and fourth month and fifth month came in, you know, it's people stopped, got again. tired of eating out, I guess, and yeah. started cooking at home more. But um, yeah, just continue. We 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 urge people to continue to support local businesses and and keep on eating out um, as much as possible. As much as possible, we get it. Yeah, we get it. Yep. <laughs> you know, everybody's everybody's suffering right now yep. in some way or another, and it's it's scary as time. Yeah, yeah. Know, we're so. we're just grateful that our doors are still open. Yeah, so. Seriously. Yeah. And I mean, none of us want to see our favorite restaurants or uh, cafes or whatever close down. No, you know, we really none, don't. none of us. And the thing is, really is we don't, don't, we don't realize uh, how, how, like you said, your margins. I mean, it's so easy to have that happen. And it's really important for us to get out there. And I know, I mean, we could even get better and probably going out more and more yeah. and more, but it, you know, even that it's like, okay, what do you, you know, where, then what where do you, do? you go and yeah. where do you eat at yeah. and who do you support? But I hear you. I, mean, I think you, yeah. you guys got something really unique in uh, Salt Lake City. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see you stick around for a while. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like yeah, to... we would like to be here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Do you guys have any advice, like one or two pieces of advice to someone that might want to open up a business? Like, say, start a restaurant? Oh, man. Do your research. Do a lot of research. And and when I say research, know your market, right? Who's your target audience? Um I, I will be honest, when we first opened up um, and we started this business, it was because there's there's no Puerto Rican food in Utah at all. Um, we're the one and only. But what comes along with that, our supply, right? It, is, we don't, our supply, the, the type of foods and the items that we need are not readily available here. So um, do your research. Know what who your suppliers need to be and um, where you want to be located if it's a restaurant, Um network as much as possible before you open up. So just start to put feelers out there, 
take your time. Don't take shortcuts. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. I think I, I would, I would, you know, tell somebody that if they're going to start, I would say start off small because that's the best way to do it. I mean, I mean, if you, you can have this grand idea in your head and, you know, dump, you know, a half a million dollars into a restaurant and, you know, it not just, more. you know, it just might not work out. You know, it's just restaurant is hit or miss. So, yeah, just I, I believe if you have a good product, you know, I think it'll sell no matter where you're selling it. You know, if it's in a tent or if it's in a brick and mortar. So um, I, I just will, will say that it's a lot of work, you know, tell anybody that. The food industry is, you know, it's it's no walk in the park. It's a, it's a lot of work, and you know, you got to be dedicated. So now we're 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 able to to sit back right now, but it took us a long time. We're to not be, even able to sit back. We're well, more than we were well, right now. Yeah, but yeah. because now we have a team. But in the beginning, it was just he and I mm -hmm. and my seven year old daughter roller skating through the front part of my restaurant, you know, and roller skating through the kitchen, even though she wasn't supposed to be, you know, but it was, it was just the three of us. And, um, and we worked so hard and a lot of blood, sweat and tears and, and literal, literal blood, sweat and tears, um, you know, and then being okay with starting from the bottom. So many people see this, oh, they have this and they have this, you know, they have a restaurant and a food truck now, but we started off with a t uh, first. Of, he was telling you guys that we had um, our first food truck. Our food, it was a food trailer. We had it built, and we were rushing, and so we just chose this one person, and it was built so poorly. I mean, it rained when it rained outside. Water would literally pour inside the food truck, yeah, and it so was a bad it experience. was it was a very bad experience. But we took shortcuts, you know, and yep. so. Um, then we rushed into this this bakery, which was a commissary, and it, it was fine for a commissary, but we used it for all the wrong reasons. So we were burnt out because we yeah. didn't have everything really set up. We were basically running before we even took baby steps. And then when we, we kind of stopped and we gave up, we missed it. He missed it mm -hmm. um, a lot, and we started with the tent. I so started then we all just over started again. All I bought over. a food tent, and I went back to basics and started from the ground up. Uh, bought a, a portable fryer, a portable grill, food tent, and and I signed up for festivals again. Have you always loved cooking, or like where did the idea come from originally for you to want to start a restaurant? I don't, I don't know. I, it, 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 it's crazy because there's not a there's not a passion. You know, I don't have a passion for cooking. Like I'm not a certified chef. I didn't go to school for it or anything. Um, I just got um, some family recipes and started cooking Puerto Rican food. I missed it. You know, that's one of the things about being back East is, you know, I could go to a corner store and, you know, grab my favorite, you know, Puerto Rican food, you know, it's, it's, it's there, you know? So when I didn't have that here, so I was just like, you know, I think I could do that. I think I could do it. Um, so I just, I just winged it and I, and I did it. And, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with it. You know, I wouldn't say he that totally I don't. totally fell in love with it. You know, I, I it think, all I think now. the success, you know, I think after, after you see the fruits of your labor, you know, after so many years, you know, I think that's what makes you, you know, really fall in, in, in love and, and keep on doing what you're doing. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Very cool. Let's uh, we need to switch directions to uh, we have a few Salt Lake City related questions. We ask everybody that comes through here. Uh, so, of course, we have to ask you guys. Uh, we have family and friends that visit us from time to time. Right. They come visit us here in Salt Lake City and they're like, give us the tour. 
Show us around. Show us your favorite areas of town, building hikes, whatever it is, even the Great Salt Lake. I don't know. Do you have any one or two favorite places you like to take visitors? So we always do downtown. Yeah, we always go downtown, you know. Show the show them the whole temple thing and and um you know we I hiking you know hiking's you know we we love going on hikes around here so there's a and, and our family's from the east coast right so when we say hiking it's light hiking because <laughs> the elevation is like it's killer when you first come um and it's you can't breathe but there we remember that one time we took your father to a hike in Sandy and I don't know what it's called it was so nice up there. It was off of 90th something. No, it was it was uh, somewhere on the other side. Yeah. I don't know, but we we kind of just pick different trails and we we you know go hiking pretty regularly. But um, but we always try and take them on a hike, and it's usually an, a really easy one, like Donut Falls or something like that, you know. And um, there there's the one in Sunday, and I wish I remembered the name, but that one's not easy. It was pretty tough, especially for them. And then um, Antelope, Antelope Island. We, you know, when people come to visit, to. you know, we'll, we'll take them to Antelope Island. We'll go to Bear Lake. Yeah, Bear Lake's a favorite of ours. Um, That's it. Yeah. But we, yeah, because we love water. Anything water related, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll do like the the Provo River, t- River tubing, not Weber Canyon. I swear, I almost died on that one. That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> how did you almost die I won't take anybody I mean, on that one, huh? You you said you almost died on it. Yeah, I feel like I almost died. <laughs> yeah, I just it was one of those things, you know. They t- they when you first it was like the, our first two weeks when we moved here, we went up and we um they're telling you as you're driving up right to, to for the drop off location, stay left, stay right here, you know, and blah blah blah. And so we get to this area. I'm like, I think this is one of the areas where we have to stay a certain direction. Well, we're drinking wine down the river, and you know. Having some beer and um, yeah, we, none of us we remember whether group. we were so left we were or right. All, I was I was in front with some of her coworkers. He with, ditched me, and then she was <laughs> probably like a mile back, you know. And you know, when we got up, she's just like, "Oh, I almost died! I almost died!" So she, my she tooth got tube. my tooth got stuck on a rock, and I was trying to shimmy off of it. Well, when I got shimmied <laughs> off of it, there was a drop off of about four or five feet, which you can't see, of course, because of the rapids. And I just flipped the other way. And all I could remember the guy saying is, hold on to your tube no matter what you do. Um, and so that's what I did. So I just, I was drugged for so long under that water. And I don't even know, one of my other friends who's done it multiple times, who's more experienced, came and helped me like stop the tube, get up. But I was like, bloody on my knees and legs i could have drowned and you were nowhere to be found you were just like drinking your beer and gone i I have a really i have a really important question just because i know you're safe and you're laughing about it now but did you lose the wine (laughs) because i did not the whole time i'm like where did the wine go (laughs) wine out of the we took the wine out of the box so it was a box wine so it float with us Oh my gosh, you're a genius. Will you be my new best friend? I cannot take credit. <laughs> it, it, it was our first time too, but I've never done anything like that in my life. And I don't recommend the Weber one to, to do it on your first one. And I don't recommend that, drinking yeah, while you're going down yeah, a river was, that you've never been on yeah, or we, done before. It, it, it was fun though. It was. It was a great, it was a great yeah. time. You know, we we it was it was like a four-hour tube ride down 
the Weaver. So you just stop in, in these little mm -hmm. islands and, you know, you, you set up and you party for a half hour mm -hmm. and then you all get back on your tubes and go down another two hours and, you know, do it all over again. But it, it, it was good times. It was good times. But it was the, the water was really rapid and in areas, in some areas. And um, but yeah. So now yeah. I will never go tubing again, ever, yeah. not even the Provo. But we did. I did go that one time when family came down to the Provo River and they liked it. I was petrified. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy Utah. Utah has a lot of outdoor activities to offer, you it's, know, it's and um, the older I'm getting, I, I'm getting more into it, you know. So I like going, you know, hiking. I love going to the lakes, fishing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Another question we ask everybody that comes through here is uh, one or two favorite local eating spots. Now, obviously, you know, Pepita Mo's, you go there and get a bite to eat. But I'm sure there's one or two other favorites that you like to go to and get a bite to eat. So where does, so we recently found Golden Gyros. It's a little hole in the wall spot. Up the street, yeah. From we the we call them gyros back east, yeah. And they're euros, yeah. Sorry, when these guys, okay, we Sorry. Both hear they're, they're euros. I got okay, corrected yeah. multiple times. <laughs> I know gyros, so that's what I call them gyros. Well, and I everyone out here makes fun of me because I called them gyros my whole life. And like, what exactly. is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, I, so, yeah. thank you guys for making me feel less insane. <laughs> I'm so glad it's not just us. <laughs> yeah, I, I still hear it all the time. Every time I go in and order one, I call it gyros. He's like, like euro. euro? <laughs> So um, they're good. Yeah. Golden. Anytime I'm in um, downtown, you know, and I'm want a quick lunch, I, I go to uh, Golden Euro. They're on, uh, I think, 800 South or 900 South. And um, what for, else? we like so many. I like food. Indian food. We go to Bombay House. Um, we like we like Bombay House. I love the Himalayan kitchen, which is by. Oh, yeah. Big. Um, yeah. yes. So I recently, just yesterday, we finally went to, so I'm from New York, right? So pizza's like everything to me. It's my actually my favorite food next to Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican, I know, but Mexican and pizza are like my favorite foods. And um, we just went to the pie hole. Yeah. After seven years of being here. Yeah. And it's I good was pizza, like, huh? Oh my goodness, this is so much like home. It's not exactly like home, but it comes pretty close. Yeah, very, very, very. It's the closest thing that I found out here to uh, pizza back east. So now it's on my favorite list. Yeah. Um, and then there's, of course, the food trucks, right? It, we're just, we're such foodies that we just like everything. Afghan, what is uh, this guy's, um, the Afghani food truck? Wow, forgot the John name. Of blank. Yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> Um, Afghan Kitchen has a lot of good food, but there's a, this food truck that his food is just amazing. And for the life of me, I can't remember because it's been a while since we've been there. Yeah, I haven't even seen him out. I yeah. don't know what happened to him. But we like all different types of food. And then we love Keto's beer. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Moochies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Moochies is my there. favorite place for cheesesteaks. The where now? Moochies. Moochies. Oh, Moochies. Yes. Oh gosh, Moochies yes. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moochies is good, good. So yeah, we we're always we looking for there. we're always looking for new new restaurants to try. We eat out yeah. a lot more than we probably should because we cook all the time. It probably gets hard to cook at home after cooking. Yeah, you just at have the, the restaurant desire day, to you know? cook at home. Yeah, yeah, so it's literally work. Yeah, no, yeah. I hear you on that one. Yeah, would you change anything about the area, about Salt Lake City, about the Valley, if you if you could, if you had that power, right? Like you were the mayor, and you're like, I want to change this. What would you change? I think it's just 
diversity. I, yeah, diversity. I, I would say diversity. Um, you know, back east, you know, we're used to a whole lot of diversity back east. And um, I think just a, 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 some more of it. Some more of it. Yeah, I mean, that, I think and, and it's. I don't think it's something that I could change. You know, about anything, but I think I, I would like more of it. More diversity, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. So and maybe I, if we can do more promotion of minority businesses and like really yeah. build up build up the community here, maybe more yeah. more people will come. And it's actually interesting you say that because they they sent out a um, survey. I don't even know when this like maybe a month or two after COVID happened and and when all the the you know the racial diversity was happening and still happening, but when all of that kind of was just you know bubbling up. And we're asking all these questions about inclusion and different things like that. And that was one of them was, you know, I wish they would do more to promote some of the smaller businesses, like really small businesses, not not some of the small businesses that maybe have three or four chains already, but maybe like some other smaller mom and pops and ethnic businesses or, you know, yeah. minority ran businesses. Um, and and um, ed- education, I, I just I, I think that um, there's a lot of. Um, uh, entrepreneurs that are just starting out there that that don't have a lot of resources and stuff like that, and um, you know, I I think uh, being educated, you know, and 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 reaching out for information, you know, knowing where to go for for help and stuff, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of help out there, you know, uh, that people don't know about. So just just getting people educated, you know, I think you know, spending uh, that 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 could be a big part of some change, you know, and then the homeless situation downtown it's you know as a business owner being right down on 13 south and 300 west we we get a lot of it we have i mean we come sign we have a an outdoor patio and sometimes we go there and there's sleeping bags and there's just all you know just obvious evidence that somebody was sleeping there the night before which I don't make a big deal about things like that. Usually they clean up after themselves. So I just kind of clean up the area, sanitize and whatnot. But I think that there's such opportunity for these people that just need help, you know, and so many people turn an eye to them and I get it. Decisions have been made, but we all make decisions, right. That are not so great in our lives. And there's just a need to just help that community. And some of them just and need a, 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 a finger. You like, you just need a point and point them in the right direction. You know, some of them don't even have that. Um, and some of them are just hungry. You know, some of them just come to the restaurant because they're hungry and, and thirsty. There are some that don't want help and I yep. get it. I mean, we have, we have a doc, we have a, he's yeah. like family now. Um, we haven't seen him in a while, but yep. you know, they come in, they eat, how are you doing? We're doing good. They get their food and they go and they, they don't want to have anything to do with you know, being helped by anybody, which, you know, it's fine, but yeah, that's the life they, they, they choose, choose to live. Yes. But there's no, they, they don't want to chit chat with you. Yeah. They're like, no, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. Although we do have doc who wants to come and chit chat and he's so sweet and he comes and brings me all types of stuff from, I don't yeah, even I know where he, he gets crush it sometime. On my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he comes in. He's like, "Mamacita, give me that tripleta sandwich," and I'm like, "Okay, (laughs) same old, same old." Yeah, I had fries today, you know, and it just is what it is. But just, I don't know what can be done about that. But just providing some more support 
in that area. Support and resources and, yeah. and uh, just just somebody that cares too. You know, so many people just kind of turn the other way when they see them and mm-hmm. don't want to help them. But yeah. uh, I am so, so glad to, that we were able to get the two of you on the podcast. I'm so glad we were able to set this up. And I'm again, I apologize. I know we had to reschedule a few times, but I'm All so right. glad to finally have done this with yes, you. Yeah, yes, likewise. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank thanks, you for, thanks for, for sticking reaching with out us to us and, you know, getting this done. Yeah. And, you know, I know we just kind of skimmed the surface, found out the basics of, about your uh, your restaurant, your food truck. There's probably so much more to do. I know you guys even do catering and we didn't uh-huh. get into catering yes. very much. You guys, are, you guys do that uh, as well for our listeners to to know and support you there. Uh, but is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about during this recording before we completely wrap this up? I like to kind of open it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything. I think I think you know it was pretty basic. You know, got you know spoke a little bit about ourselves and and the business, and you know we just we just want the listeners to know that we're here. You know, we, don't be afraid a, to try. A, a lot of people don't know that we're here. Uh, we we get it all yeah. the time. We're just like, wow, I, I didn't know you were here. So uh, we just want them to know we, there's a Puerto Rican restaurant in Salt Lake City, and tell everybody about it. We're on the corner of 1300 South, 300 West, and um, we're open for dinners now, Monday. Tuesday through Saturday. Very cool. And then, you know, obviously pick up uh, if they, you know, they just want to stop by and pick up some food. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah can order online. Order takeout online. We do curbside pickup. We, you know, we do full service catering, everything from just dropping and going and, you know. To weddings, if you have a gathering. Something that, more formal. You know, um, you know, we do all of that. And. Um, if there is also um, any community organizations that want to partner with us, we're huge on that as well. And so if they have a need for food for their event, you know, we're willing to do that free of charge. It's something that we don't charge for is to get out there and give back to our community. So, yeah. So that's probably the only thing I would say that we didn't really mention. It's not something that we like to be like, oh, we do all this and that. But but if there's ever somebody that needs that, you know, we're we're happy to help where we can. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you for mentioning that. And I'll put all the links for social media, the website, all that at IamSaltLake.com uh, with this episode as well. So so our listeners can connect with you uh, there as well. And when they go in, I, I want to tell them, hey, you know, mention that you heard them on I Am Salt Lake podcast, right? Because yeah. I'm sure you'd like to hear that people heard this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Chrissy has a final question. She likes to ask everybody that comes through here too. I'm going to let her ask that. Thank you again for coming and doing Thank the you. podcast. It's yes, thanks for having us. I feel so enlightened on the the local kind of more underground food scene now. I'm like super excited about it. <laughs> but before we let you guys go, uh, could you leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by, or that you wish other people would live by? Patience. Patience comes. That that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I, I wish I would have a lot more patience. I wish people would have a lot more patience. Um, especially you know, the drivers. It's, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I'm not. Especially nowadays, no, you know, no, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in days of you know nobody. Everybody just wants something, you know, instantly. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's including myself. You know, I'm I'm very impatient. So, I think that that's something I could work on, and I think. A lot of other people can work on too. So that's yours. Can I have one, yes, Christy? Go ahead. Yes. Be kind. Yes. Be 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 kind. Yes. People are so mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just ultra sensitive, which I know I can be, but just be kind. Being kind can go such a long way. Spread you don't love. know. Spread, spread love. love, not hate. Yeah. You know, 
people are very quick to just react. And especially now this year has just been terrible for everyone that it's like, I don't know, people just tensions, need to, tensions, tensions are, high. are high and people just need to remember that you don't know what that person is going through. And so everybody's experience in this world is different. And so just be respectful of that and be kind and be loving to others. And just, you know, we just, we just need to love each other more. That's all. Thank you again to Kimberly and Jesus Vasquez for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website, which is IamSaltLake.com slash 451 for episode 451. You know, my goal by next week is to create a little weekly recommendation jingle. Ooh, I want to start creating I little know. jingles Me for too, I because I, They literally go off in my head. Yeah. And I feel like I need to share them, but if I try to do it with my mouth, it's not going to go well. It's it's just been one of those things. I mean, this podcast has been around for longer than eight years, and I've just never done jingles on it. I've always wanted to do little jingles. We need some, uh, What what is it when you uh, watch a movie? What's the background music called? I don't know. Let's do weekly uh, recommendations. We need music. Yeah. I got weekly recommendations. Uh, this is the time of the podcast where Chrissy and myself, we get some recommendations, something Probably something that happened, you know, this past week that we want to recommend or we've yeah. enjoyed. Things that are fresh. Ha- things that mind. are fresh or things you just want to recommend to our awesome audience out there, our I Am Salt Lake podcast community. So you go first, Chrissy. Me go first. Okay. I I mean, I like a lot of things. I do a lot of things. But this week and this last month, I've been really trying to focus on remembering to do random acts of kindness. I've had We've had so many people this year who have really stepped up and helped us out and it's just made me feel so incredible and it makes me want to just give more. And so what I want to recommend is for everybody to just go a little bit out of your way to do something nice for someone, even if you don't know them, because you will just slowly feel better and better and more fulfilled as a person. And that is always good. I like that. Yeah. And my mom always told me growing up, if you're depressed or sitting around and anxious and depressed, go do something nice for someone and the depression will lift. And it really does. Hey, it sounds like your mom's got some good advice there. That She does. Uh, She's a smart lady. Yeah. No, I can learn a lot from that. But I like that. That is some great recommendations. Uh, I can definitely get a lot better at that. But listen, here's my recommendation. This is kind of a fun one because – so this one takes me back quite a few years. So yesterday I had to take Tate, our 15-year-old, to uh, Guitar Center. He wanted to play some drums, you know, wanted mm-hmm. to get out of the house a little bit and uh, play some drums Anyway, so of course I'm not going to make the kids suffer with a podcast. I listen to podcasts 99 percent of the time. In you're the car. nicer than me. I, I put on one of my old Bad Religion albums, and man, that album still stands up. Man, like it is, it is a really good album. Well, the Stranger Than Fiction album. Sorry, excuse me. Bad Religion, Stranger Than Fiction, great album. I don't know. I'm I used to, I used to, you. I used to listen to it years ago. Twenty, I don't know, twenty years ago, I think it came out, something wow. like that. So, in my early twenties, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was anyway. too nerdy to know yeah. about that. So, on that note, oh well, hey, go listen to it. Maybe I'll even check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That'll be the day. It's not a musical. No, person. I'm going to go listen to a Broadway show. It's fine. I still love you. Uh, so, don't forget, you guys. You can always visit our website at IamSaltLake.com to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. And if you know someone who might be interested in coming on the show, or if you're interested in coming on the show, just shoot us an email at hello at IamSaltLake.com, or you can call our voicemail line at 801-613-1592. All right. You guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we'll see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. Thank you.